if an elementary school in a prison decided to go into business, they would have created this hotel. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. All right, you are listening to Station with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis Jesse. And before we get started, I am going to just share with you really quickly that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, Hi, peeps. Really excited for this episode, and we're going to get right into it, starting with the book that I have finished reading most recently. I actually read the book Harlem Shuffle by Colson Whitehead. This is a book that came out in 2021. Really good book. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a hard copy, y'all. And for those who have been with me from the beginning, you might know that I listen to a lot of audio books and so very rarely or if it's not audio it's on my tablet on my kindle app because I just move a lot which makes sense right because this station with stories life just means that I am bouncing around a lot and moving around and it is not always the most convenient to carry around a hard copy book although I do enjoy them I had this hard copy got it from Target for 30% off And finally got a chance to sit down and read it. Enjoyed it. I would say that this book by Colson Whitehead, once again, someone who is well-known. He's a two-time Pulitzer Prize winner. He is a New York Times bestseller. He's won a number of other awards. And this book did not disappoint. I read his book, The Nickel Boys, last year. And that was really good. Harlem Shuffle came out in twenty one. And it is at once heartbreaking. It's it's heartbreaking because there's just a finality to it, a finality to the narrative that is inevitable, but it's, you just can't avoid it. You just can't avoid it. And I would say that it wasn't the ending that I 100% knew what's going to happen when I was reading the book, you know, for the first half, first three quarters. But when we got to the end, I was like, oh, heartbreaking. What can you do though? Was it ever going to be any other ending? The other piece is layered. I love the book because it's layered and it's really character driven. And I've learned about myself that I really enjoy character driven novels. So this one is character driven, not to say that there's not enough action in the book, but it's really about the characters identifying with them I definitely identify with the characters in the book not you know from a personal level of oh I've been through this before I know exactly how this is but a familiarity with it and the their situations and then just masterful language and I think Colson Whitehead is known for his masterful language his ability to convey so much emotion with the words that he chooses the verbs that he chooses to be very colorful I would say with the language to have flourishes that make you laugh and not like ha 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 laugh but like ha wow that's really creative that's really unique that's a different turn of phrase that I haven't heard before and an authenticity I think to the characters I feel like the characters speak the way that he writes them and it might seem weird but sometimes you read 
language and it's like, uh, this this language can go with any character that any person would create, but he's really good at getting language that their personalities really match. So I think it was a 10 out of 10, honestly, on both the the scale of your connection with the book and the characters. And in terms of storytelling overall, I thought it was a 10 out of 10. I thought it was really good. It's not a very fast moving book. So if you're the type of person who needs lots of action, if you like crime thrillers, novels that have a lot of twists and turns, surprise and shock. No, this is not that book. This is a book that's really a well-paced but slower. I think slower than a lot of stuff that I see on the bestseller list these days, but in a way that I think deserves so much praise. And I enjoyed it. So once again, that was Harlem Shuffle by Colson Whitehead. Really good. I would pick it up. It is masterfully written. All right, so moving on to the topic of the day, y'all. So I went to a wedding recently, just got back actually from a wedding, my husband's best friend's wedding, and it was in Hawaii, had a great time. Hey, Kenneth. Hey, Gabby. Congratulations. So that was a lot of fun. But y'all, when I was planning for the trip, I was thinking about this. Where are we going to stay? Because listen, Hawaii is expensive. (laughs) I ain't lying to you. It's expensive. It's it's really a vacation vacation. And we I was just thinking, you know, where are we going to stay? And I thought for a brief moment that maybe we can stay at a military hotel. All right. So let me just pause right there. When I say military accommodations, what do you think of? What's going through your mind? Right. Before I got into this military spouse life, I had no idea either. But what I learned is that base accommodations be basic, okay? (laughs) I mentioned, I believe it was last episode, about all the things you can find on a large, medium-large military base, right? All of the shops and stores and entertainment you can have on base. So part of that is... Typically a hotel or two or or more hotels on a base, right? I have stayed what Hawaii, Rhode Island, Virginia, California. I have stayed on base in military accommodations for a number of stays, a number of trainings mostly in my husband's career. And it is it is um it's basic. It's basic, y'all. And I would say there's only one time that I stayed in a base hotel that was nice that I said, oh, I like this. This is nice. I would have booked this on a regular trip, right? Y'all, everything else, it was basic. So let me just let me just run down what that means, like exactly what I mean by that. I'm, I'm going to give you two different stays as an example of what being on base in accommodations meant for us. So number one, Newport. We're in Newport, Rhode Island for actually twice. But the second time we were in a base hotel, he was stationed there for some weeks. Like it was over a month. I want to say it was like six to nine weeks, nines, maybe closer to nine weeks. So it was a good amount of time, right? And you don't get a an apartment for nine weeks. You 
pretty much stay in a hotel or extended stay. And because it was covered by the military, because it was official business for him, he had that all the way paid for. Praise the Lord. Right. So no complaints there. No complaints. Thankful for free accommodations. Right. So all we had to do is put me, my behind on a plane and I was there in the room with them. It's something that's pretty common. But y'all, didn't nobody tell me nothing about base accommodations? Goodness, we get there. The book room, you still have to book the room yourself, right? So he books the room and we get there. And the room that we booked was not the room that we got. Because apparently for base accommodations, the hotels on base, they can bump you to wherever they want to bump you. Look, you thought you had a particular room. You thought you had a kitchen in said room. Oh, no, no, no. We get there. We find out I'm, he's checking in. I'm pulling stuff into the hotel room. And I'm like, um, where's the kitchen? <laughs> we have to eat. I am not a takeout everyday type of person. I need some home-cooked meals. And <laughs> he said, we, we, well, we got shafted. We got bumped because there are people here of a higher rank. Apparently something was going on, training, convention, who knows. And they they got the better rooms. And I thought to myself, okay. I mean, I can understand that military is all about rank, all about position, right? There's a protocol to everything. And I thought, well, maybe that's just a protocol, right? So, y'all, you know how you have those little desks there at in the hotels, at a little desk area and a little chair. Y'all, the desk bookshelf over the actual computer area it became a pantry mm-hmm. it became a pantry I needed my seasonings there my little flowers and sugars all that had to fit on that little bookshelf because I didn't have an actual pantry because I didn't have an actual kitchen and thankfully they did have a communal kitchen but y'all I I was hauling stuff up, up and down the stairs elevators trying to get food on the table every day and you, you know, you had, it was a clean kitchen. It was a, a nice space, but people would be cooking too. Other people cooked there because a lot of times people had to live in a hotel for a while and they're in the military because they're only in a particular place for a short amount of time. So that was wild. That was wild. And I mean, my little desk chair, it was not like a rolling chair. It wasn't something you could recline. It was a nice, stiff, hard wooden chair and I did a lot of writing in that chair and in Zoom calls in that chair. And it it was something. It was quite something, y'all. So that was that was Newport. We we got shafted. And I was up and down the stairs trying to get some food together and going on grocery runs and all that. So that was number one. We get to another station. Like I said, we've been through all kinds of military housing for hotels, particularly. So we get to a place called Dahlgren, Dahlgren, Virginia. And for anybody who is in the Navy, you may know this place. (laughs) Dahlgren has nothing, 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 nothing. The saving grace about Dahlgren is that it is near D.C. So you can drive, you know, the DMV area. You can get to some cool areas pretty, pretty quickly. However, it has nothing within the little town itself, but it does have a military base. And... We once again booked what we thought was a a decent suite with a kitchen. Y'all, we get there and I'm like, listen, if an elementary school in a prison decided to go into business, 
they would have created this hotel. That's just the look of the hotel, y'all. When you go inside, and the outside looks standard. You go inside, though, the room. I was like, what are the reasons? What are the reasons for this? Why, why, why did we make these choices? To put this room together in this way that looks like part elementary school and part prison. Why? Why do this to me? And it's hilarious because my husband got there first and he said, yeah, I I already know you're not going to like this. But you know, I didn't complain. I didn't complain much. I'm not going to lie. I I did have some, I did have some gripes, but it it was a, a elementary school and prison came together. That's my best explanation of that room. Also, shafted we got shafted once again because not not because of rank this time it was because of length of stay y'all we were there for once again it was like six to nine weeks maybe 12 weeks we were there for a long time y'all and we got shafted this time because there were people of a lower rank but they were there for a longer time i was just like so y'all just gonna just shaft us around for no reason huh just any reason, no reason and any reason at the same time. Y'all was so confused. I thought we were going to win this one. So you know what had to happen? We we had to rough it. We had to rough it. I may or may not have had to cook all my meals between three appliances purchased at Goodwill. That may or may not be true. It may or may not be true that I had to use a George Foreman grill a toaster oven that smelled like burnt plastic when you turned it on, and a little rice cooker to cook everything. May or may not have happened, okay? And had to be hidden during the daytime so we wouldn't be caught by anybody coming through like maintenance or the cleaning service people. May or may not have happened. And and speaking of cleaning service people, y'all, they came once a week. I mean, we had to, they had a, a note when we got there saying we had to take out our own trash. Keep in mind, this is the place that looks like a prison and an elementary school put together. So I was already offended at the situation just to be on top of that, handed a letter saying, please take out your own trash. I found out later from the main cleaning lady we had that there was a guy who I guess was also on the cleaning staff who died the day we got there. And then the other cleaning guy that we had, he got another job within like three weeks of us being there. So it, it was just the one older lady who apparently was pretty much on her own. There's another younger lady who came through every once in a while. But y'all, it was a mess. It was like a three out of 10 would not recommend. It was a not recommend type of situation, but that was just what we had to go through. And it built character, right? Because the military is about building character and they they did that thing to us. They they made sure that we built character in that hotel. So anyway, y'all, it's crazy. I have many other military-based hotel experiences, but I would just tell you that after thinking very briefly about booking a military hotel for our stay in Hawaii for the wedding, I scratched that thought, scratched it. I was like, listen here. Yes, it is much cheaper probably than anywhere out in town, but good graciousness, I'm going to have to be comfortable at some point and I'm just going to have to bite the bullet on this one. So no, we we did not stay in a military base hotel for this particular trip because I just could not, could not. But y'all, 
I would love to say that base hotels be wonderful, but I just have to say that base hotels be basic. And I am sure, I am sure that there are some fantastic ones out here in the world somewhere. Somewhere there are some really, really good ones. Please let me know where they are and what I need to do to get into them next time we travel. Because at this point, I, I, have, I have been underwhelmed, but very thankful, thankful, very thankful once again, that at least they were free to us. All right. So that is all on that note. I am going to move on to the last portion of today, which is the story. I am back to flash fiction this week, and we are going to be listening to Flying Solo. I spot Louie as I wait to drop my bags off at the airline check-in counter. He trots past all distinguished like with that patent leather jewel embossed collar with his name in all caps. Clearly acquainted with bourgeois life, he doesn't seem to mind his argyle doggy sweater, the fawning gawkers pointing in delight, or the resilable French dog treats his owner feeds him when they come to a stop at the first class ticket counter. No, Louis expects all of these things. He's well acquainted with the good life. As his humans and an airline agent converse, Louis turns towards me and I get the full frontal. His black and white haired face is so well groomed that I touch my split ends self-consciously. Yet he does not seem to notice me as his saucer eyes sweep the vast space around him. His adult male human calls his name and Louis turns, ears perked up, tail wagging with an excitement that does not betray his nonplussed cool. His humans bend down to pet him, and as they ooze adoration, I move to the front of my queue. I sneak another glance at Louis, and in one failed swoop, his adult male human ushers Louis into a carrier already opened on the ground, zips it, and exchanges this pet prisoner with an agent. Louis yelps. The adult female human cools to placate him. Louis sounding decisively more distressed than any creature so coddled should sound, yelps again, double time, and then whines. I shake my head in pity, while advancing toward the ticket agent now waving me down at the available economy class counter, and as Louis's humans brush past me, I hear one say, he'll be fast asleep soon. Slipping a pill with his treats always does the trick. Well, That is it for this episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Of course, if you are not already acquainted with social media and my platforms, please do join me on Instagram and Twitter at stationed underscore story. Check out the YouTube page, Station With Stories. And of course, please do visit the website, www.stationwithstories.com. You can find the podcast all over. So please do comment. Please do rate this podcast, y'all. Please rate the podcast and give it all the stars. Give it all the stars. Please do leave a comment so that others know about this podcast. Share it with others so that they can listen to the different topics. And let me know. Drop me a line. Drop me a line. Let me know what you're thinking. I love to hear it. And I'm looking forward to talking with you all next week. Every Monday, Station with Stories. I'm your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps.